You might just come over here and die, and we'd have to pay your bill. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sips and Scripts, the podcast where we make a cocktail and talk about one of our favorite films from past and present. My name is Terrell Bernard. I'm a film enthusiast. You can follow me on Instagram at T underscore Rel underscore B. Hi, everyone. I'm Kayla Rose, and I'm an entertainment blogger at InMyTheater.com. And I am Kirsten Jackson. I am a blogger and cocktail influencer at LowCountrySocialite.com. Welcome to the show. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey. (laughs) So, before we begin, what is everyone up to this week? Terrell, what you got going on? Um, This week, uh... Nothing in particular, but I did get a chance to see my alma mater play football um, over the weekend. So that was fun for all. And who is your alma mater? Where did you go to school? Um, I attended uh, Georgia Southern in Statesboro, Georgia. Oh, the mighty Eagles. Southern (laughs) University. Wait, we are the Eagles, right? Yes. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Who has to ask? I listen, like I went to Georgia Southern as well, but I never went to a football game. Really? That's Ever. I was either like too hungover or still asleep. So mm-hmm. that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> well, that's great though. Um, Kayla, what you got going on? What are you working on this week? Ooh. So I'm going to work on a Thanksgiving post um, for In My Theater. Um, And yeah, that's what I'm working on because no one highlights Thanksgiving movies. And there are maybe one or two. (laughs) That is so true. Um, What Thanksgiving movies are you looking forward to watching during this Thanksgiving season? Well, I am going to do the one Thanksgiving movie that everyone thinks about, which is Charlie Brown. Let's actually talk about it. Everyone's like, oh, that's the movie, but I never hear anyone really talk about. It's a really cute movie. I like it. It really is. Um, (laughs) I got to find a movie to watch. So I guess that's what I'll be working on this week. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, usually... um, after we eat dinner or something, because our family's pretty small. So we either like cook a little something or we go out to eat and then come back home. Or like later that night, we watch a movie together. So I got a mom is hard to find a movie to watch with. Oh my God. It's a freaking nightmare watching a movie with her, but that's my boo. That so. Hey, boo, fine. That's my boo. <laughs> but she's she's difficult. Like she likes to talk all the way through the movie, mm. and yeah, and she likes to um. So whatever movie we watch, whether I've seen it before or not, I'll be like, no, I've never seen it before. So, because she'll be, oh, what, what, what they doing now? Uh, what, what's oh, coming up next? Uh, what, what, why are they doing that? Uh. Well, what's going to happen? And I'm like, mm-hmm. so I'm like, look. So telling the truth, that is definitely your mom. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's funny. So, so yeah, so that's what I am working on this week. Um, today, for our episode, 
we are going to talk about one of my favorite holiday movies. But I'm going to ask you guys, like, do y'all think it's a holiday movie? The movie is Last Holiday. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite movies. But I and I think that I like it because it is a holiday movie, but it's not like Christmas explosion. Right. I don't know if it, to me, it was around the holidays. It was snowy. But to say it's a Christmas movie or a holiday movie, I'm like, okay. It is a movie mm-hmm. that I watched during the holidays because it is, you know, in the snowy fields of wherever she went. I don't even remember knowing where she went. Was it France? <laughs> she was like in, I, I, I get nervous saying it. She's in the Czech, Czech Republic, right? Oh, okay, the mm. Czech Republic. I was like... I, I didn't quite get that and like it didn't quite say specifically where she was going i remember they talked about wanting to go to france and paris but then like she was just on a plane and i was just like oh okay i don't actually know where she's going (laughs) yeah i um i get nervous saying that because i'm terrible with geography and Mm -hmm. i know that it used to did czech republic used to be czechoslovakia and czechoslovakia is no more I think they split the countries and I right think yeah i think it used to be czechoslovakia and then they split and then there's the czech republic and then another country that i can't think of the name of couldn't tell you yeah my brother would cringe if he heard me saying that stuff because you know like he used to visit that area and i think he even dated someone from the czech republic I think, but yeah, so it, I don't know, but I know I, it used to be Czechoslovakia and then they split into Czech Republic and something else. So no, yeah. <laughs> Geographical. Or is it, it used to be Yugoslavia. I don't know. Okay. Let me just stop. Ooh, wait, you might be right. What is, what, what is it? You, I think it might've been Yugoslavia that split mm-hmm. into Czechoslovakia. It, then they called it the Czech Republic. Okay. I don't know. Gotcha. World, I like geography, but uh, yeah, I get lost. <laughs> yeah, I th- <laughs> yeah, I think geography is pretty cool, but then like there are a lot, there are a lot of countries. There's like mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. 200 countries. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's like little tiny ones where you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Y'all so, just over here by yourselves, huh? Just hanging out. Yeah, like okay, I didn't even know y'all was over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay. So to pair with our feature film, Lost. Um, sorry, Last Holiday. Um, we're going to talk about a popular um, kind of Christmas drink, which is mulled wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it is a popular Christmas drink, and um. Czech Republic or Czechoslovakia (laughs) Um, and it's really easy to make and it's something that I've been wanting to kind of try because you just put all the stuff in a crock pot and let it simmer and Mm -hmm. like I've seen people make it and it just smells so good because of all the spices and stuff but um, so you basically just take like a half a cup of sugar 
a half a cup of water. You'll take it on, just slice it up and an entire bottle of red wine. And you can use the cheap stuff, some cloves, maybe about 10 cloves, some cinnamon sticks, three star anise and some apple slices if you'd like. And you just dump all of that in a crock pot and let it simmer down. Yeah. In about half an hour, you've got a warmed up drink that is all Christmassy and spicy and delicious. So yeah. We love to see it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that you made that sound great. I don't know yeah. what it is or what I would be drinking, but I'd be like, this is tasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I it's it's good on a cold night and we've been having some cold nights here lately. So um yeah. mm -hmm. so as usual, um pictures and, and the recipe will be up on the website uh, along with the episode that you're listening to now and uh yeah so let's move on to talking about our feature film once again it is one of my favorite movies and i am a queen latifah super fan so yes yeah we do love a good queen <laughs> we do we do love a queen yes queen latifah <laughs> And y'all, there great was a scene. Everything this, she does. Yeah, there was a scene in this movie that I was like, "Ooh, Queen, hey girl." Okay. <laughs> um, I think I know what scene you're talking about. What you want to mm -hmm. tell me? Well, this might not be the same scene that you're talking about, but the day that she was sleeping in that big, gigantic bed, and she was talking to the lady who puts the stuff away. But she just looked mm. so comfortable in that bed. It gave like ultimate relaxation. I was like, ooh, yeah, you look good. And also that mm -hmm. bed looks good. So, yeah. Yeah, it was I a super see, lush scene. I was going to say, I love to see Black women lapped in luxury. And mm. it was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Tara, I was going to ask you, um, you know, not to put your business out there, but mm -hmm. I know how you feel about um, plus size women with big titties. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, this is not going on our podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. That Listen, came out of first of all, first of all, everybody knows your obsession with Jill Scott. That is not a secret. Very true. Very and, true. And um, I know your wife. Sorry to put your business out there, but I know your yes. wife. Yes. And um, so, yeah, what what do you think about Miss Queen Queen Latifah? Oh, I adore Queen Latifah. Adore mm. her. She is <laughs> magnifique. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I love her so much. <laughs> yeah. So, and she's multi talented. Uh, everything she touches is. Perfect from yes. rapping to yeah, jazz absolutely. to acting, everything. Yeah, she's the complete package. Right. And I love one of my favorite things about her before I dive into this movie is like her ability to pivot is just unmatched. Like, okay, so you know, well, we all know she started off as a rap star, like a breakout rap star, mm -hmm. you know, with a mm -hmm. female rapper. But, like, everybody knows that the hip-hop world is fleeting. You do not stay on top forever. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like she was like, okay, well, I'll do something else. And she went on to yeah. acting. 
And then she, okay, I'll do something else. And then she went on to Broadway. Okay, I'll do something else. And then went on to a talk show. And like, she's just amazing. Like, she I just, feel like Queen Latifah does not get the flowers and the recognition that she deserves. And she deserves them. So you're going to get them here, sweetie. Yes, oh, we definitely. love you. I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but we love you, boo, so much. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So last holiday, um, <clears throat> uh, Queen Latifah is in this movie, obviously. Um, it also stars LL Cool J, Timothy Hutton, Gerard Depardieu, uh, Alicia Witt, and Juan Carlo Esposito, who also does not get the flowers that he deserves. Oh, he's special. He's special. Oh, yes. He, yes. he is a Everything diamond. he does, he he knocks it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Everything. Mm. I love, yes. love him. He does not get the, the recognition that he deserves. Like, I mean, we grew up watching him and like Malcolm X, Do the Right Thing, Mo Better mm -hmm. Blues. I mean, Once Upon a Time. <laughs> He is in Once yep. Upon a Time, and just he is—he is wonderful, and I absolutely love him. So it was—it's um, always a joy to watch mm -hmm. him on screen. Uh, so yeah, let's dive into our movie. Um, so the let's film begins it. around let's the do. Christmas holiday. <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so the film starts around the Christmas season um, with Miss Georgia Bird, played by the wonderful Queen Latifah, and she is an employee in the cookware department of a department store. Um, um, and it's I think it must be like a chain of department stores run by Matthew Cragen, play, played by mm -hmm. Timothy Hutton. Yep. So. Um, we learn in the beginning that she is like super shy. Um, she's quiet. You know, we see her in church and she is whisper singing. Um, and I, I just thought it was so cute and so interesting to watch Queen Latifah play a role like this because we know her as like wild Khadijah and a rapper, but she's like playing this little mousy, kind of laid back, <laughs> quiet character. Um, uh, absolutely i agree mm -hmm. so we also learned that she loves cooking and she does a lot of demo uh, like demonstrations in the store and people come like from the neighborhood to like eat her cooking mm -hmm. um <laughs> and i was like look at that being an influencer before influencer was influencing Right. I love that. <laughs> love that for her. Like, she knew these people's allergies, everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, she, uh, you know, works in the store, but also Sean works in the store, which is the love interest in our film, who really kind of shows up in the beginning and then again in the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes which i actually kind of appreciated that it was a love story but it was also like a finding yourself story mm -hmm. so yeah the bulk of the movie was not oh i'm trying to attract this person or we're trying to work these things out it was like i'm finding myself i'm i'm going through life or like the rest of what i think i have of life 
And then love comes at the end. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. It was a great take. I love that. I'm yeah. glad we didn't spend the whole movie swooning over LL Cool J. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quick, so, quick question. Does sure. LL Cool J play any other person other than LL Cool J? Every time mm-hmm. I saw him, I was like, this is just LL Cool J. <laughs> He's licking Girl. his lips. He's mm-hmm. flashing the eyes. He's doing this LL Cool J thing. In every movie, he's just always LL Cool J to me. He's never anyone else, which is fine because yeah. I like LL Cool J. I love LL Cool J, but he does not have a lot of range. And no. so, <laughs> sorry, LL, I love you to pieces. But yeah, he does kind of always play like a one note character which is cool that works for him and i don't think he to me he doesn't seem like the type that's like striving for range he does what he does he does it well run him his check and then that's it right that's what it is run me my check and i'm gonna i'm gonna be here Mm -hmm. (laughs) but what did y'all think about the possibilities book which i was like that is creepy as hell Weird as hell, <laughs> creepy as hell. I have never seen such a thing. I don't know why I was in this movie. People are not pasting your photos. No, just yeah. that was where weird. Where did she up. get a picture of him? Where did the picture from, come from? They 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 talked about it. It was his employee of the month photo. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah. that's creepy. Yeah, like yeah, no, it's really creepy. <laughs> yes, and not to get ahead of ourselves, but you know, at the end, he sees the possibilities book. And mm-hmm. he's a good man because I would have ran for the fucking hills. Like, <laughs> but like, I mean, like, I get it's supposed to be like a what are those things that the children do every year? A mood board, a, a slam book? No, no. the things it's where the they thing. put out pictures from magazines and put them together. And did I show my age when I said slam book? I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, you did. What that is? <laughs> slam oh, vision board. That's terrible. It was like a, a book vision board. <laughs> Yes, yes, a vision board. There it is. But they, her vision board was quite creepy because she was using real people. You're supposed to use magazine clippings. <laughs> right. Not the man of your dreams in your book. Like a 12-year-old. Like that was like a 12-year-old move. Mm, yeah, it was It was quite creepy. And he handled that really well because I would have been like, you know, I kind of liked you and thought you was cute. But now I see that you're crazy. Right. She Mm-mm. wasn't no, crazy. She wasn't crazy, but she Tara, was how would you? She was really shy and obsessive. Uh huh. Well, not obsessive. She know she knew what she wanted. Okay, but that's she only didn't because know how to get it. Fair enough, and fair enough. But you're only saying that because you know the character. You've been watching her for two hours. <laughs> now, but if that was you, <laughs> if that was you, and you like found a book that your one of your co-workers had with possibilities in it with your little head cut out multiple times and pasted on groom photos and wedding day photos would okay, you think that you, was cute <laughs> when you say it like that yeah it sounds like a horror movie but <laughs> <laughs> it's just the tone you're using uh, I'm just saying. I just put that out there. <laughs> you were just sitting in your chair, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "What is going on?" What? <laughs> yeah, that would freak me out. That would definitely. Thank freak you, me out. thank you. He handled that really, really well. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So, but I will. I 
one of the things that I had not thought about until I watched this movie, um, like the last time preparing for this episode, I was like, I think that's pretty cool that it is teaching us that we are closer to our dreams than we think. Mm -hmm. Because uh-huh. in the beginning of the film, they do not show that she works with LL Cool J. The first thing we see is her cooking, and then you open, she opens the book and you see um, LL Cool J's face. And so, you know, if you were a first time watcher or viewer of this film, you'd be, oh, she's got, she's a typical middle 40s woman. She has a crush on LL Cool J. Okay, cool. But then you, we go to work and we realize, oh, LL Cool J is the guy at work. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, okay. Look at this film teaching us we're closer to our dreams than we think." Because, like, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. So she has like a little. Um. You know, they have a a flirtatious thing going on, but um, none of them, neither one of them, has made the first move. And I have a question for you two guys, mm-hmm. because I struggle with this myself. And I've struggled with it for years. How do you know that somebody likes you? When they open their mouth. (laughs) So everybody who's ever talked to you likes you? Absolutely. Or or do you mean... (laughs) Or do you mean when they tell you they like you? Um, I think that... um... For the most part, anyone who I have been involved with has given off the flirtatious vibes. And so it just happens. I don't know if we've never ever necessarily just been like, oh, I like you. You like me. I like you. I think you're cute. Like, it just be like, you hang around me a lot. You talk to me a lot. So I'm like, okay, well, and then it just boom, wherever we go next. Mm. See, I, me, I struggle with this because I will be out with people, and then when we get home, they'll be, yeah, that guy, he liked you, and I'll be, who, huh? <laughs> I am not good at that. Like, I can't tell when people are flirting with me. I'm like, I, they're just being nice. You don't be picking up on the vibes. No, no, you gotta be like, hey, girl, grab me by the neck and say, girl. I like you. Oh, God. And I want you. And I want you. (laughs) And I need you, baby. And I'm ahead of you. Oh, God. Please don't do that to me. That's the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Terrell, what about you? Can you tell when people are flirting with you? Do you know? Never. Uh, I don't believe anyone has ever flirted with me. (laughs) Wait, you're I have seen. So serious. I have seen people flirt with you, Trail. I have. Well, I didn't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we've been to high school. I, yeah, I, yeah I've, I've, I've seen it. I didn't, but the thing, I don't pick up on stuff like that at all. So me either. I would have been oblivious to what was going on if somebody was actually flirting with me. I'd be like, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like yeah. to have fun, have a good time, chat, whatever. Then I go on living my life. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it was cute to see these two characters like flirting with each other because okay LL Cool J like the sex symbol of the 90s Queen Latifah like this loud boastful rapper and they're like <laughs> hi so that was that was cute 
<laughs> I will tell you that him not just stepping up and being like, okay, I was like, oh Lord, now this is gonna make me upset. Yeah, I really wish. You too, so you might as well just have been like, you want to go have a drink, like what, like that whole that get old real quick for me. Yeah, he was about to though. He was about to. Was he was he? about to ask her out. Then he did ask her out. Yeah, but I I think people take for granted that guys get nervous too, and I know you know we're yeah we're taught that you know the guy's supposed to make the first move, but guys they experience you know being nervous too, and so but um mm -mm. It, but it was interesting to watch you know Mr doing it and doing it and doing it well oh, that was interesting to watch uh, him be nervous around a woman but you know you never know <laughs> so mm -hmm. well i i will say one of my favorite characters in this movie was Rochelle and she was a small character but i am so thankful for friends that i have that are like her rochelle mm -hmm. is the one that was her friend the co-worker and friend and she was like yeah you need to let him get some of that booty and yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay i remember her now i remember her now yeah <laughs> rochelle was yeah she was ready <laughs> and she was like yeah you just worry he's gonna get up in that booty <laughs> and usually like i am thankful for friends like that because friends like that push you to get out there right and, um so to every friend that i've had in my life like that thank you even though sometimes i cringe when you come around i love you Ooh, that's funny <laughs> yeah you you really do need a friend who's gonna push you and motivate you to kind of get out of your comfort zone and that's all Rochelle wanted to do she wanted her to realize that there was more to life than living this timid store worker there was more to life mm -hmm. I love that for her Rochelle, I love that too yes <laughs> Rochelle is the daddy of this movie okay mm -hmm. she brought the swag <laughs> she 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 was great and I I um just appreciate people like that who can see and they're like what are you doing so yeah. i love that <laughs> mm -hmm. and i have a i have a couple of rochelles in my life because a lot of times i can be like georgia and be kind of i'm loud but i can be real like worried and timid about things so i'm thankful for the rochelles in my life so moving on to the scene that pushes the the plot into motion um, you know, we have a little flirting scene from our two romantic leads and Georgia bumps her head. And we need to dissect this whole scene because ridiculous. that shit ain't made no sense. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was like, that little level hit on that damn cupboard would not have knocked her ass out like that. Ain't no it, way. It's KO'd. <laughs> it, I mean, from, <laughs> yes. She went out like she folded up like a damn lawn chair, and it like the whole scene start to finish was just uh, okay. Like I love this film, but I was like, okay, that that was a reach, like a hard reach, hard, um, hard reach. <laughs> so she bumps her head, gets knocked out. Sean, being the romantic gentleman that he is instead of saying hey someone call 911 okay he, he totes her up to the medical yeah. department mm -hmm. which 
I was like, okay, I have not worked at every job on earth. I know that some places do have medical departments, but we have a medical department on site that is for the employees that can diagnose a fatal illness. Really? I have a CAT scan at that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a used CAT scan. Like, yes. Where did, where did it come from? <laughs> and then a faulty CAT scan. At that. But you oh. know what? If we even re- like read a little... Why did a man put her off? No. I was like, that was so cringeworthy because this movie made it seem like Queen Latifah was like the biggest woman in the world. Like she wouldn't eat her own food. She has to eat her lean cuisine. And then you like grunting and stuff while you're trying to move her. I was like, okay, now this is just unnecessary. You could have yes. called people. Yes. That uh, <clears throat> it was a lot of spoken and unspoken stuff um about like weight and diet culture. Um because there uh is one scene like before that where she is cooking, but then she won't eat her own cooking. She only eats a lean cuisine. And I was thinking, gosh, man, diet culture is like so strong. And I'm hoping that it has evolved because me watching this film, what, 15 years later, I'm like, there's no way in hell she could have thought that a lean cuisine would have been healthier than eating the baked chicken and collard greens that she prepared herself of fresh food, vegetables. Thank you. Like the chicken wasn't fried. The collard greens were, they were made, they weren't made in a typical black way with neck bones and shit. Mm -hmm. It was like blanched vegetables. Like that was so much more healthier than a freaking lean cuisine. Yeah. I was just like, "Hmm." yeah. Because everybody knows that frozen foods are loaded with sodium. Like even lean cuisines, they have a ton of sodium. So to pre- to help them be preserved. So I was like, wow, ah, that was a lot. And then that little dry ass lean cuisine that fell in her lap, and she, oh, I got to, I got to fix my clothes. I was like, I know that dry ass rice ain't do shit to that little ugly ass sweatsuit you got on, girl. First of all, not ugly. I used to have one of them back in the day. That was cute. Don't do that. I, that was I a damn by. skin. I just know that was a damn skin. I stand by what I said. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, this was my first time ever watching this film. Really? So, yes, I never saw this film before. Okay. I knew about it, but I didn't watch it. Uh-huh. Said it wasn't really my speed when I. Uh, that's why I didn't watch it in the first place. Uh-huh. But um, this, the first part of this movie, I really wasn't feeling it. I was like, uh, "Is that what we're gonna do?" And I was like, "I'll uh-huh. give it a chance." But as it went on, I was like, "Oh wow, now it's good." Yeah, and this I think is that good. is. Yeah, that's a that's a super valid take on that because you can kind of tell that the first quarter of this movie j- is just there to push us into the next quarters. Like, it's mm-hmm. not... Because that whole medical scene did not make any damn sense. Like, no. I don't know everything, but... And I've worked at jobs that have a medical department, um, and, and it's usually for, like, um, facilities or, or places that have a ton of employees, a ton of, like clients that live there and can't leave like when i worked in the prison of course there's a medical department when i worked in a um 
a mental health hospital for children, there was, there wasn't necessarily a medical department, but they had a nurse's station that administered medication. And, but to have a medical department that can diagnose a fatal illness and and all in the same day, you don't get, um, then you go and talk to your um, insurance people. And (laughs) it's like, what? (laughs) You don't get a second opinion. Exactly. You exactly. you don't discuss any treatment options, even if it's treatment, just to make sure that your time left is easier. Like nothing. They're just like, yeah, you're gonna die. So uh, yeah. All right. That report back really to work. Weird. Right. Yeah. That was really that was... weird. Like the the HMO lady was super rude. Um, I'm like, damn, I'm about to die and you just like being so off-putting and I hated that. And I'm like, bitch, yeah. okay, now let me whoop your ass while I'm here. <laughs> and then f- what's funny though is that that was actually the only part that made sense to me. Because like, I insurance people are rude I mean, as hell. real life now. It was real life now. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. That- yeah, everything else was some bullshit, but that was that was like pretty accurate. And I've heard mm-hmm. like from like documentaries and stuff that I've watched about like you know booming healthcare and and big pharma that like insurance agencies. Like I was listening to this one lady, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm usually just rude to people because the situations are so sad that if I'm not rude to them, I'll burst into tears because mm-hmm. there's so much." <laughs> Yeah, because there's so much that insurance won't cover, and like uh, these people are calling and they are desperate, and mm-hmm. you can't, you have to tell them that your surgery is not covered or your medication is not covered, and I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do, and like I'm just rude to them so I can get them off the phone, and then sometimes I go and cry after that because the situations are so sad, and I was like, Ooh. but her, her requiring a requiring, excuse me, a deep brain debulking surgery what was it called a cranial debulking oh oh shit yeah i didn't know what was i was like that doesn't sound like you might even survive that like i wouldn't even want that yeah that sounds like a lot (laughs) 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 and then i i was um and i i i I, while watching that part i was thinking like well should i be annoyed that she's not even trying because i was thinking of all the ways that she could come up with that money. <laughs> so, you know, she cashed out all her savings bonds and her bank account and her 401k, all of that stuff. Did we ever get a total of how much she got? No, but it had to be so. a lot to be a grip because she was spending. I mean, she yeah. $4,000 a night to stay at the hotel. Like, it it was a lot of money. Thank you. <laughs> First Thank class you. upgrade, presidential suite, uh-huh. all the excursions, the spa. A helicopter. Like, that was, exactly. Uh, I was uh, like, what is going on? Like, I think. Yes. Yeah, it says the movies never t- said how much she had, but you know what? She came up in the be- in the between yes. time she thousand dollars so it probably right. was more than that <laughs> and i was like dang and then you know i was thinking well damn that house looked older so i was like it's probably a house that her mama left her or something she can't like 
refinance that house or something like i'm like trying to think of girl we need to get you that surgery but we also need to get you a second opinion <laughs> can we do yeah. that at least at least yeah before you spend three hundred thousand dollars yeah for them anesthesia. To, i i felt so yes. weird was that okay she had all of this money just like in bonds i don't know where she got this money from everything that she cashed out i'm just like damn how much money are we all really sitting on that we can cash out for something like i mean i mean if she would have cashed out like even like a little tiny portion she probably could have made her life so much better than what it was back in louisiana because i mean she has to have a substantial amount of money to do all of the things that she was doing even four thousand dollars would probably have like upgraded at least her car the car that she was so worried about like something yeah um <laughs> I, I don't know i think if i had an emergency i could probably put my hands on about 25 dollars right now right so. like that's why i was like what like what, the, what am i doing wrong that i don't have all this money sitting around because honey if i fell off a bike today the, the medical bill is gonna be a little too high yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm picture Kayla riding a bike and then just tipping over, like, oh no, <laughs> and then yeah. she's slowly going down, thinking about, do I have enough PTO for this? Do I have enough 401? <laughs> because that's what I think when I fall. Like, I done got older, and falling don't mean the same as it did when I was a kid. When you was a kid, you fail, you get right back up. But when I fall as an adult. I'd be down there for a while thinking, oh, do I have enough PTO for this? Is anything broken? Stay still. Are you okay? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, that, yeah, that, she, yeah, she had, she came up on a lot of money and, whew. What um, question, what, what, if that circumstance happened to you and you were able to cash out that much money, so you would do it and try to treat yourself or would you like resign yourself to knowing that this might be the end i'm going to live my life which one would you which route would you take if that if you had been in that same situation boy that's hard i probably would get a second opinion because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i was just like now some y'all this is something that did not make any sense to me in this movie she went through that cat scan several times it was like twice and then she went to see another doctor and i'm like so none of y'all caught that this was the wrong person the wrong diagnosis the wrong none of y'all caught that that none that, of y'all <clears throat> that was just and i i am forgiving on that part of the film because I'm like I know you're just trying to push us into the next part but golly that could have been better because uh, one Lampington's is a made up disease um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a made up, made up disease and she just took it like and I and I don't know maybe now that I'm thinking about it, maybe that is supposed to show us what kind of person she was. Mm -hmm. She was a person that just went through life, took whatever was given to her, dealt with it. And so she even took this shitty diagnosis from a department store. 
Yep. So I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt and just say that that's that's what that was because anybody else with some damn sense would have been like, thank you, Dr. Gupta. Um, I'm gonna get a second opinion and uh, right. yeah, you be blessed. Right. <laughs> that's what I would have been like. I was just like, why are we taking the words of this man who works at the top of the mall, like in the, <laughs> the top of the mall? <laughs> like I just, I mean, I just don't get it. I was just like, no, 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 sweetie, no, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Not the top of the mall. Oh, that that was funny. <laughs> Where you headed? Oh, yeah. Top of the mall. <laughs> yeah, the work at the top of the mall. <laughs> Oh shit, Kaylee, you got down on that one. Oh. <laughs> yes, but that I and but I will say one thing that this medical scene did give me was I scream every time that the doctor says this disease is diabolical. <laughs> I was just like diabolical. <laughs> like they would did Batman. Did Batman bring the disease in? What was that? Right. <laughs> like, First of all, diabolical is just a funny word to me anyway. So when anybody uses it, it's I'm gonna scream. I don't care if it's serious or not. <laughs> disease is diabolical. That's a mess. <laughs> that is a mess. That is some old school Batman and Robin talk. Oh, I'm just feeling Back to your like original question, like if I knew for certain like that was the diagnosis, I really was on my last days, and like they had some experimental treatment that possibly could help me. I would definitely just live out my last days. It's a hard one because I the right answer is that I would just blow my money and have a have a great time and travel and stuff, but I feel like I would spend those last three weeks freaking out. Oh, yeah. I think I don't. I don't necessarily think that uh, not freaking out is what I would do. I would be spending my last crying, but also doing all of the things that I want to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and we. To me, her coping with this, like the crying, was not adequate enough. Because mm -mm. I would have been rolling around on the floor. I'd have spent a couple weeks in bed. I mean, I would have just been really distraught. And but I mean, <laughs> the most we get from her is her, her that rousing rendition. Excuse me, rousing rendition of "Why, Lord, Why?" and her banging on the cymbals. <laughs> First of all, I thought that was hilarious because I was just like, why did this turn into a praise break? Because yeah. she is definitely over here crying her eyes out like, no, like, why me, Lord? Like, no, I, if it was like, why me, Lord, but you're gonna do it for me, Jesus, then I could have seen that being a praise break. She was yes. literally over there like, oh, Lord, why me? And they was over here clapping and getting happy off the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, sisters, yeah, what are we doing? I, Sounds I, like but, church to me. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to pose this question, and then I'm going to add a follow-up question to Terrell's original question. Mm -hmm. Um, While I was watching this film, I kind of, you know, you know, preparing for this episode, like, I kind of watched these films through new lenses, and I was like, 
we did kind of see how this diagnosis and this like self-discovery kind of changed her relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And she, I, I felt like the Georgia that we were presented with in the beginning of the film was, you know, like I said, somebody who took life for what it was, whatever was handed to them. They didn't question anything. They didn't, you know, cause any, you know, problems, ruffle any feathers. And it's like, as she got this diagnosis, she started with questioning God, you know, why me? And then she would, there were certain um, parts in the film where she would stop and talk to God and say, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Now you're changing my luck. And I was like, hmm, you know, and I am quite certain that y'all were raised like I was, you know, Christian Mm -hmm. Baptist. We Mm -hmm. did not question God. And I feel Mm -hmm. like, yeah, now, you know, outside of this film, we are kind of looking at this like um, spiritual revolution where people are finding new ways to have relationships with God and like yeah. to to practice their spirituality. So how do y'all feel about questioning God? And, um, you know, you could answer that like with this film in mind or any any way you feel about it. Like, what do y'all feel about questioning God and having that kind of relationship where you you feel like you can question God? Um, that's a really great question. Um, I think that, um, God is supposed to be someone in relation with, not necessarily, um, ruled by. So me asking you, yo, what's up? Um, it seems like it's in the realm of things I should be able to do with my father. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. What about you, Trey? Um, I think everyone, even if they don't do it in a public forum, something is terrible. Something terrible is happening to you. You're like, I've done everything that I thought I needed to do. Why is this happening to me? Why is my life going the way that it's going? Why mm-hmm. can't I get ahead? Okay. And it's, it's uh, I believe it's a valid question. I believe anyone with with a brain would think. I'm doing everything because she even said it. You know, my sister slept around and got all these kids. I don't do anything bad. I listen to I'm supposed to follow, and this is happening to me. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I would question it. I just I just would. Yeah. Her sister <clears throat> took some shots in this movie, y'all, and she was so <laughs> I was like, dang. Yes. <laughs> and her through the ringer. <laughs> did you guys see where the sisters' kids were played by Chloe and Haley? I didn't. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Like, I was looking at the cast, and I was, it was like Chloe and Haley, and I was, where? And <laughs> so I rewatched the film just to figure that out. And it was the sisters' kids, because um, she had two girls and a boy. And they were played, the girls were played by Chloe and Haley. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. I um, But yeah, I, I think I already said how I feel about like questioning God. I think that you, um, people get so wrapped up into the religious part of Christianity that, that they forget about, you know, the fact that it should be a personal relationship. And the Bible does leave room for questioning God. I mean, 
we are only required, as everyone knows, to have the faith of a mustard seed, which is super duper tiny. So I don't think that questioning God takes anything away from your faith. It's just having a personal relationship and talking to God and, and um, leaning on guidance, you know, if that's your thing. So, yeah, but I, I thought that it was interesting to watch, you know, as she, even with a little bit of time that she thought she had left, her relationship with God changed and it got stronger and, you know, and even though we don't know how much she talked to God before, but from what I gather from her, she was really meek and probably only talked to God when she prayed her little God is great, God is good prayers at, at mealtime and probably like bedtime. Like she didn't seem like the type that would have that kind of relationship with God or with anyone else, like questioning and, and talking back like that. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting to see that kind of transition. Um, and before we get to the major part of this film, because I feel like we have talked a lot about the beginning, mm -hmm. I do want to talk about the scene with the little squirrely boss that she had. Well, she tore up his damn phone and she he needed that. <laughs> he needed more he, than that. He yeah, a whole lot more than that. And there was a part in that scene that really stuck out to me. And it's because I've experienced it more than once. But why are jobs so fucking trash that mm. they do not offer you what you deserve until you're threatening to leave? Mm. What is that? Because they're so effing trash. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just like, ew, like you're unworthy, undeserving of my presence anymore because ew. A dollar fifty? A dollar fifty? No, I want twenty thousand. How about that? <laughs> and then him announcing it on the loudspeaker, like you were so desperate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the way he was acting, you would think that she was like dragging their sales down, but she was making the top sales, like in the whole department store. Mm -hmm. And he treated her like crap, pure garbage. Yes, he did. Exactly, like. That, <laughs> and I have experienced that. I remember I quit a job before. And when I was talking to my supervisor about leaving, she was like, she called me back in the office, like during my two weeks notice. Mm -hmm. And she was like, um, are you sure you want to leave? And I was, yeah. <laughs> and she, and so she sat me down. She put a post-it note in front of me and was like, write down your price. What can we do to get you to stay? And I was nothing. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. And I was like, so you mean all this time I, I could have been writing my price? Like, right. really? So, like, and that him actually saying, I can't afford to lose you, just, like, hit me all types of ways. I was like, that is just trash. Straight. So. Boo-boo garbage. It was boo-boo garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but, um, but like I said earlier, I'm going to add a second question. If you had three to four weeks left, so not so much what would you do, but if you did decide to take a trip mm -hmm. and just blow your money, where would you go? Terrell, where would you go? Ooh, that's a really good question because there's so many places I want to go. I probably would mm -hmm. go. Or you can give me top three. Top three. Oof, man. Oh, that's uh, that make it harder? <laughs> yeah, that's even harder. I would travel Europe. 
Okay. Definitely would travel Europe uh, because those countries are kind of close together. So you can get around fairly easily and just see mm -hmm. the sights. So uh, definitely Europe uh, would definitely travel to Africa, mm. a place I've never been. Uh, always wanted to go. Um, yeah. Actually, those would probably be the two places I'd go. I'd uh, visit a few countries in Africa and uh, Europe. Okay. All right. Kayla, what about you, babe? I would go to Tokyo. Oh, really? It's shocking. Shocking. Like, which one do I want to go to? Kind of want to go to Africa. Kind of also want to go to Dubai. Interesting. Okay. I would say that if I were going to choose that time to travel, um, it's so interesting how we all chose different regions. Like, you know, uh, because I would, I've never really been interested in um, Eastern travel. Mm -hmm. I would like to go to Brazil. Um, I And I would like travel Central America, like Belize and all that stuff. And I would like to go to Argentina. And like, I, so I would want to go South. <laughs> mm. Not so much Eastern, but... Um, but yeah, and I would like to go to um, New Zealand. And yeah, so I, I think that is what, those are the areas that I would I would choose, but. Um, I actually looked up the hotel that uh, Queen Latifah stayed at during the mm -hmm. movie. Yes, it's a very real, very nice hotel. Um, uh. I believe it's about uh I actually heard the opposite. Really? I heard the opposite, but I read a bad article and they were like, it's nothing like the movie and oh. the rooms are small and dirty. And oh, then I gosh. saw a deal. <laughs> I saw a deal on booking.com. It was like one thirty nine a night. And I was Ooh, okay. But uh, what, what did you find? Uh, they got a 4.6 out of five on Google. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, this was like a, a booking site. So, you know, that'd be some the reviews be real kind of yeah, ratchet was, was mad <laughs> my water wasn't yeah. hot enough two thumbs down <laughs> so where was it um the hotel hmm? yep and the um czech republic in the the city was like Okay, so yeah, it, uh, we, I was just double checking. Did we find out it was actually the Czech Republic? <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's in the Karlovy Vary, mm -hmm. um, a, a spa city in the Czech Republic. Well, there you um, have. So yeah, so we get a, a funny little scene of her on the airplane upgrading to first class, which I could not understand why she did not initially book first class. But mm -hmm. well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think she didn't book it because she was uh it was new to her. She was just finally coming into something. She was just doing what she would normally do uh -huh. before she kind of stepped out and broke out of her shell. So. I agree. I, I think that probably she didn't think about that stuff. Um because I don't I think she said she had never traveled before because she was like, I've never been North of 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 Mississippi Mobile or yeah, something like that. <laughs> so she probably just booked what she saw and then got on there and was like, "Oh, okay." 
And uh, yeah, that first class was nice. And uh, yeah. Now, Real movie the, nice. I, right. I was going to say, I've been first class on a flight before and they mm-hmm. rolled on turkey. Meat, uh, so I'm just, mm. well, you know, I feel I, slighted. <laughs> I feel I've been on first class on a flight before and it was nothing like what you see in the movies, but I, I just felt that that was because it wasn't an international flight. Like, mm-hmm. so have mm-hmm. y'all been in first class on an international flight, like a long flight like that? Not a first class. Um, but I will say that the international flight that I went on, they still fed me real good. Mm-hmm. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was a 16 hour flight and it was real good. Yeah. Okay. Where did you go? I went to London. Okay. Nice. Don't you hear my British accent? Oh, yeah. I'll leave it in London, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, so we get um, all of the typical movie montage of her, you know, checking into the hotel, then also her uh, getting this cosmopolitan wardrobe and mm-hmm. everything. And, um, Let's see. And her ordering all of the food, you know, and like uh, this whole part of the movie is really her kind of magically just amazing everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of the, oh, there's this woman here and she speaks, she says whatever she wants and she does whatever she wants. And it's like, wow, do people still get fascinated by that shit? Gil. Yes. <laughs> because my question to you two is during this whole part, was she telling it like it is or was she being judgmental? Because I felt in some parts she was being quite judgmental. Um, I believe that it was a little bit of both. I think that she had never known luxury before. She thought she wasn't going to fit in with these people. And then she just, I feel like you get a sense of, I don't know, arrogance. Like, this is my last couple of days and I'm just going to live it as truthfully as I can. And I believe that's exactly what she did. She did not care what she said. She did not care how it came out. She just wanted to be the person that she could be in these last couple of weeks. No more timid, no more shy, just me. However it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like like there were certain scenes like um you uh, when the when Matthew Cragen's character and his mistress are kissing in the elevator and she's mm-hmm. like, Yeah, I know who you are, the man for uh whom enough is never enough. And then looks at her and like I was like, okay, now, lady, that was a little much. You were they, you were straight up judging them for their little affair. <laughs> I mean, little affair. <laughs> <laughs> judgy was it judgy? Yeah, but was it like I don't like slut shaming? Okay. That was that was a bit. She didn't know how to mind her business because I definitely would have minded my business. I think that she was, uh, she graduated to being an old person. Just speak their mind. They Mm. say whatever. It doesn't matter what they say, how they say it. They're going to tell you exactly how they feel and what they think of you. And Mm. what are you going to do about it? Because I'm old. Mm -hmm. That's, That's how I took it. I took it like that because... 
I know people like that. I know older people that just say whatever and they're real reckless with it and that's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So is it is it that, you know, it's, it's because they're older because they know they're closer to death, like she knew she was closer to death. So hmm. I guess it's uh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, she, yeah, she did kind of say whatever she thought and and in most i would say in most um circumstances it was it was cute and it was refreshing but then it sometimes it did kind of teeter into like judgmental territory and i was all right now really back in right. <laughs> the movie has a lot of fun scenes about um the, the airplane ride the checking into the hotel the um the snowboarding scene um it was outrageous that sh that shit was outrageous, <laughs> and then she made it on a cover of a magazine, which was then that published way. the next day. I was like, uh, oh, 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 okay, <laughs> all right, now, nah. <laughs> now nah, that shit wasn't that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, um, I I do, I do think it was kind of interesting to that this movie showed us how politics and big business are so in bed together mm -hmm. all the time. time oh my yes. god you know moving past all of the whimsical magical um i'm this great person in your life that's gonna tell you how it is um it did give me some some magical negro vibes you know i gotta call out the, the race stuff <laughs> call it out now it, it it was a little magical Negro, but mm -hmm. um, but it was enjoyable to watch. Um, and it, every scene was was entertaining. Um, you know, and I it, I thought it was cool. You know that it just came full circle with her running into her main corporate boss, and you know it's like before I die, I get to tell you how it is. And I said, well, that's an opportunity that most people don't get. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I just kind of tend to view this stuff critically. And I feel like I, and it's not necessarily because I feel like, oh, that there's a better way that this movie could have been done um, or any movie could have been done. But it's like, I feel like you're supposed to, you know, view your world critically and, and the media that you take in. And I feel like with, with Queen Latifah's character, if she had been a black person, if she was a black person helping out these white people in, in her life, then it's magical Negro. But if she would have been a white person helping out black people, then that would have been white savior. And if she would have been a white person helping out white people, then there would have been no diversity. And if she would have been a black person helping out black people, <laughs> then it would have been a black movie. So, <laughs> so I don't know how that could have been better. Yeah, when you put it that way, yeah. Definitely don't know what could have been done differently. Mm -hmm. But because this is a remake. It is a remake. Yeah, from a 1950 film of the same name. So. Uh -huh. okay. And we know there was no diversity in that film. Oh, you can <laughs> bet your ass. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, um, and I, I haven't seen it. So, I mean, but that that was a tall order for a 1950s film. So I don't, I can safely say that it probably did not have any diversity in it. Um, right. But yeah, and at the end of that movie, that character dies. She, he actually does die. It's actually a guy um, that was in that movie who was the, the lead protagonist. And he does die in the end. But not from Lamping Lampington's disease because that shit's made up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, coincidentally, that uh, this movie was supposed to be made well before the um, 2006 release date, um, and it was supposed to star John Candy. Mm -hmm. But then he died, and um, it kind of got put on the back burner. And then Queen Latifah's agent. Uh, suggested her and there we go that's what brought our movie to life um, so yeah uh, I have a question for you guys international travel does it change your perspective on life um Patra you want to go first <laughs> um I've done minor international travel. Uh, it's definitely different. You definitely see the world through a, a new lens that you, it's like you have America and all you know is America and American culture. Um, but when you go over to uh, Germany, you, you just see things differently. Um, it's definitely an eye opener. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. What about you, Kayla? I absolutely love traveling internationally because you do, like Terrell said, you kind of learn so much more culture than what we think America is. Oh, God, America is gross compared to other countries. Like, um, you really do get to open your eyes to what people and what we would consider our other cultures, like, that are worse than America, I'm like, no, these people are living a lot happier than we are. Um, also, like, you can see how much damage we have done to our, when it comes to America. I flew to, when I flew to London, we flew over, like, Greece. I don't know where we flew over, to be honest. I think it was, like, Greenland, maybe. I don't know. But the grass from the sky was greener than I had ever seen grass. The air, um, when I touched down, crisp and fresh. And I was just like, wow, we really don't have to live like this. <laughs> America really is so ghetto. It is. Like, <laughs> we are the third world country, sis. Like, no. Yes. Have y'all seen that thing? It's like on Instagram, um, this lady, an influencer, she shared it. She was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this. Germany has uh, oh, yeah, yeah. feeding American children mm. commercial. And I was, oh, my God, that is so embarrassing. Like, we, they have commercials asking for donations for feed our children for in America. That shit oh, was, that oh, my shit God. Was that shit was tragic. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, uh-huh. Um, it's the truth, though. Well, that, I mean, very that's, true. that's what y'all get very right true. over here trying to say and make pretend that we mm -hmm. are the best country in the world. We not. 
Yeah, we're supposed we to be leading here. the pack, but we are so behind when it comes to like hunger oh. and homelessness and and healthcare and. and <sighs> yeah, everything Y'all, that'll keep you alive. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. I will say that, um, as far as like uh, the way I feel about international travel, the only international travel I've done, like I've gone to, like um, Caribbean countries and um, like Dominican Republic, and uh, so I haven't. So I've always, I don't know how to say this, traveled. Mm-hmm. down like i haven't traveled to a, a country that it, like rivals america when it comes to like healthcare and and like just environmental stuff i've always kind of traveled to a, a lower country god i hate to say that but you know what mm-hmm. i mean you mean lower um, on the globe yes i understand that physically lower <laughs> and <laughs> but economically lower is what i mean yes <laughs> <laughs> but i will say that um it it does change um i I think it does change perspective and it's just a matter of physics too like when you lean back and look at things you are able to see things from like a wider lens and um so you know you're able to kind of look at how other people are living um and it just like widens your view of of the way that you are living but i i'm i say that uh cautiously because i have heard many people make the argument of oh um like what like when we talk about like black lives matter and like different like racial issues and stuff oh well american black americans are lucky because it's 10 times worse in other countries and while that may be true just because something is shittier somewhere else doesn't mean it's not shitty here so and you still have to work on these things and not just be Mm -hmm. like well at least it's better than this country so Mm -hmm. yeah so i I guess i'd just be kind of careful with going into that arena but um but yeah it does i think it does change your perspective in the way that you look at your life and look at yourself um and so we see queen latifah's character do that a lot because you know when she first looks she's like where was i living like oh my goodness this is just so massive and so beautiful um Mm -hmm. so yeah so we get a a bunch of great moments um where she is talking to god talking to herself and she's like you know i really enjoyed um like the 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 new year's eve scene in the mirror where she's like next time we'll do this and next time we'll do that and i'm like hmm, are we getting a little reincarnation talk here mm. um, i was thinking the same thing mm-hmm. okay, yes. <laughs> yeah so that was that was pretty cool and uh yeah i i often wonder if i hope that we do come back um yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want this to be a one-time thing. I, yeah, it really depends on what's on the other side. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Really depends. Um, but it's it's also one of the reasons why I want to be cremated. And I, you know, I'm in a black family, and black people do not do cremation. They At least don't. not so, these Southern Baptists don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I just My think it's beautiful. Up when you said that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I do because I feel like it's I think it's a beautiful thing to like let things come full circle 
and just return to what you came from and like to be scattered somewhere to just return back to the earth and be a part of something else like so you throw my ashes in the ocean i'm a part of the ocean now i think that's i think that's beautiful i um or always I was that too deep, deep? <laughs> oh lord no <laughs> I started saying that I wanted to be planted. Um, like right. they can make those pods for you. And I was like, that's so damn cute. I want to be an oak tree or like a whomping willow. Like, Oh, Lord. She going to Hogwarts, y'all. Yes. Yes. That's what I want. <laughs> I want to be <laughs> Terrell, have you thought about that? Like your, your last rites and stuff like um... that? I thought about cremation only uh, from the standpoint of not being a financial burden on my family if I were yeah. to leave before them because mm -hmm. it's expensive, all that stuff. It's cheaper to I, cremate mm -hmm. and keep it moving. I don't yeah. think it's necessary to have funerals for real. Like, um, I, I just don't need all of that. Like, mourn me in the way that you know that, I don't know, that I would be proud. Like, I don't know. Do something that we did together that was fun, which was probably eat donuts. Like, I don't need all that. All that money spent to put somebody in the ground. That's ridiculous. Mm. Count me out. I right. want a big, stupid funeral, which oh, I'm Lord. not going to get. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm going to get I ain't got no friends like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, well, I don't necessarily want people to act stupid, but I want, like, I want my funeral to be like I threw it, like mm -hmm. to be like a party that I would have. So I would drinks, want, drinks, I would drinks, want drinks. Open yes, door. I want everybody to come up, be fashionable, be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I I would love to like do some video recordings and or just like I, I you're going to be to, doing the video recording. Yes, I'd be. Hello, this is me speaking to you from, <laughs> from the grave, the grave. <laughs> or. or from my new resting place, the ocean. And <laughs> oh my god! Actually, I don't throw me in the ocean. I'm scared of that shit, man. For real. Oh lord. <laughs> no, but um, I would just want it to be like, like, be like how I was in life, and I want yeah. people to to get together. I I would rather money be spent on like the final funeral and like something that people can be there and enjoy and have that time to to grieve and and to be together than my actual burial and stuff. And then I one thing I be thinking about is like who came up with that we going to bury the body shit cuz like mm -hmm. there's not going to be enough earth left if we keep doing this. It and like how would was that a sustainable option for getting rid of bodies? I just, I just I think they don't. didn't know what to do with the bodies. They was like, "Well, you can't stay here, um, <laughs> <laughs> so we need to put you somewhere." <laughs> you got to get up out of here. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that's fair to say. Sure. So it was probably uh, more of a out of sight, like. Uh, you're starting to stink and yeah, put his ass in the ground. <laughs> right. Like, we still living over here. I can't keep breathing this in. Right. <laughs> I wonder how they figured out how far down it had to go. I always I often wonder like a lot of things that we do now. I'm like, who was the first person to think of milking a cow? 
Oh God. <laughs> like, and then who was like, mm, tasty. Right. Like who <laughs> right. taste it? Like did, I have yeah. questions. I mean the baby cows like it, so why not? So I yeah, but I I, I just I'm like, we're not gonna have enough space in cemeteries and and people are already experiencing that too and so they're starting to like build up and like stack mm -hmm. bodies and i'm like okay mm -hmm. i feel like and people might disagree i think like every 500 years they should dig up bodies and throw them away i'm sorry I, what? throw <laughs> them so, away throw them so where <laughs> I'm so okay. Listen, I know this is morbid, and I'm probably going to edit this part out because people will, will want to ride in the streets when I say this shit. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like every 500 years, they should dig up bodies and and dispose of them. And mm -hmm. but there are some like historical bodies that you know we'll want to keep like you know uh -uh. and and so if you qualify as a historical body then they put you in the main american historical pot cemetery um no because so, how we gonna so, try to say that daylight guys no but yeah. they do that no they do that with landmarks so if something's if a if a, a building is about to be destroyed, they'll be oh no, this is a historical landmark. Landmark. So it's like there's a list of qualifications for for historical people, and then you go to the main historical um, cemetery. My question is, if in five hundred years, ain't nobody gonna be around to be like that was my uncle? No. So yeah. <laughs> But I don't think I would care about the historical people neither. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do with their remains? <laughs> I mean, but you know, there's a lot of like saints and shit that like are buried in like Italy so. and like up, up, up underneath like Roman Catholic churches and stuff. And so they'll do probably they want to preserve them. Do they have riches on them? Because why do I care about your bones? You're dead. I mean, like they've been unalive. You've been preserving them all that time, and I'm—I mean, I'm just like, okay. I, I, who knows what will happen with my life? But I don't foresee me becoming this amazing, uh, like historical figure. So why do my bones need to be around 500, 600 years from now? Like. That's not necessary. You... The only person's okay. bones I would probably want is Jesus's. Okay. That's but the... I think got his bones are worth <laughs> preserving. So, okay. So, I, well, I'm trying, I'm having a hard time understanding what side of my argument you're on. So, uh, do you... <laughs> so, are you with us throwing all the, the old bones in the incinerator or what? I'm like, if we're going to do it, do it to everybody because I don't care about a Roman Catholic priest. Like, what are their bones going to give us? Like, the reason why I say, yeah, I mean, the reason why I say historical bones is because, you know, there's going to be like devout Catholics to be, you can't throw away St. Agnes's bones. They're important to our. Yeah, so, and they'll, they'll be like, no, this. You know, there there'll be there are people who, whose bones who are buried and they'll go into 
and like celebrities and stuff, you keep their bones and stuff because people still people still visit their grave sites. Like people still visit like Martin Luther King and Marilyn Monroe and Aaliyah's web like not website. Good God, I, well I'm sure they got websites too, <laughs> but they. <laughs> Jump to my website. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so like I'll say if that plan does go into effect, which I don't think people will. It would only be that they would get rid of with the quickness. They'd be like, oh, 500. <laughs> They'd be digging and chucking into the thing. They'd be getting us out of here so quick. This is true, and I, I feel like, yeah, it, it does leave some room for some, some racial stuff to go on because you... But yeah, I feel like any... They'll, they'll be like, the black cemeteries will go first. That's that You're right. But, and uh, you know who would have a problem with that? The black people. Especially well, the yeah. black church. Because like, if you go to the cemetery in our hometown... That thing goes back to the 1800s. They, it like, really they does. Have a fit. He was out there grabbing a quarter man or <laughs> something but, like that. But then the thing is, like, okay, so you know, you and I know our our family cemetery goes back to the mid 1800s, mm -hmm. and in the mid 1800s burial practices were not as sanitary and safe as they are now so you remember when we would go out to the cemetery our parents would be like y'all better be careful walking on them graves mm -hmm. uh, my mom used to say that in. all the time yeah and if i fell in there i might y'all might as well just throw the dirt in there too because i'm gone <laughs> that's funny i'm out <laughs> Y'all just had to be like, y'all just come on down here and just have a funeral because um, there's no real no point pulling her out. Because <laughs> you will never get look a shock off my dead face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. But that that's that's just my solution. It's 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 outrageous, but I think it could work. <laughs> yes, I'm here that for is it. definitely an outrageous solution. <laughs> there is no reason to keep them old ass bones around. Like just regular Joe yeah, Smoke. But Incinerating the bones won't that put more carbon into the air? Won't that mess well, up some they, other things? That's how they cremate anyway. I mean, yeah, but if you're talking about cremating five hundred years worth of bones, that's that's a lot. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I mean, fine. If you want to worry about the environment, fine. Anyway, how, how dare I? So yeah, so let's let's um you know we could talk about all those different scenes with you know her telling it like it is, but let's let's get into the end part um where our two love interests get back together and we can just kind of wrap that up and let that take us out. Um, why didn't LL Cool J call the damn hotel and just talk to her before he walked in the snow? Because ain't no way he would survive that. What was that? Because you need uh, LL Cool J screen time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the only reason. Because <laughs> I would have not been walking in that snow. I would have been like, mm -mm, no, bro. Oh, we'll turn around you. and try this thing tomorrow. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I've seen that snow. First of all, I I would have been like, you know, I really love her, and I probably should just tell her. But it's snowing over there, so I'm gonna just call her. It's snowing <laughs> over there. I fucking hate snow. I'm sorry. Mm -mm. I do too. Yeah, I just said, tickle I your fancy. 
Hell no. Hell no. It, it, it angers my fancy. <laughs> yeah. I actually, yeah, listen, you and Snow can go to hell. You are not <laughs> you know, from this planet. Kayla is <laughs> Kayla like, like, mm, every snow. Every day you get further and further <laughs> away from God's love. What is wrong with you? <laughs> no, I lived in New York and like when people were like, oh my God, it's going to be so cold. Yeah, there were some cold days, but it was never when it was actually snowing. Uh -huh. She's yeah. diabolical. Now, this is yeah, that is diabolical. <laughs> That's funny. Hell I need mm -hmm. all the coats, all the mittens. <laughs> All the mm -hmm. anything I can find to mm -hmm. make me warm. I don't know. I'm good with the snow. No, sir. Mm -mm. I'm good. Thank you. I, I've experienced snow one time, and that was one time too many. Mm -hmm. And um, I took Lola out in the snow, and she was in that shit for like two seconds. Was like, oh no, it's time. Let's let's go on back in. Let's, <laughs> let's wrap this up. <laughs> and she looks like a little snowball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like I see the little. Videos of puppies running through the snow. Lola was like, "You you won't see this puppy running through the snow." So, mm -mm. yeah, it it was cute. It was beautiful. It was cute for like five minutes, and I was, "Oh no!" Because we, you know, I live in the deep south, so we were not prepared for that. Everything shut down, and mm -hmm. like the power was out. I mean, it was not a beautiful snowy oh, snowy wow. time. Yeah. You visited somewhere, girl. That wasn't even real snow. It was as real as I, I want to see. Lord, and I you don't see some real snow. Mm -hmm. No, hell no, hell no. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for offering, but hell no. Um, I I don't understand how people survive in places where it snows heavily, frequently. Uh, uh, really. No. Because mm -mm, mm -mm, no. mm -hmm. we, I did not go to work. Like the snow was gone, and I still didn't go to work because I was like, "It's not safe out there." So. That's ridiculous. <laughs> now that is ridiculous. Mm -mm. I was now, like, "Yeah, I'm not going." Like I lived in New York, so the winter time was I scared at first? Like, oh my god, there are there are trains that are uh, on top of the ground, so their tracks are getting snowed on. Like, mm -hmm. is it going to slip off, and are we all going to die? But no, like it's just dirty because <laughs> you know, feet dirty, muddy water. Like that's it. Count me out. So um <laughs> <laughs> snow look beautiful on Christmas movies and that's it. <laughs> no, I I just yeah, like and you gotta don't like prepare your car and they gotta prepare the road and, and uh uh. Mm -hmm. I, I, especially mm -hmm. the states down south, they not they're not prepared. Texas was not prepared. Oh yeah, y'all got slammed last year. Did we? Man, we Ooh. lost water. Some people lost electricity. Luckily, I, I live on a main grid that has essential power that can't ever go out. So I was blessed. Oh yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> in that aspect. But we did lose water for like a week. That was terrible. It, it wasn't good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, when we had it, <clears throat> they, we, we lost power because our power lines were not able to hold up that snow. <laughs> and um, I don't think I lost water, but I know, like, 
our my job when I was working, they were like, um, if you can take PTO, take it because uh, we don't know what the hell's going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fortunately I had the PTO and I took it and you know was able to to not be there. But like, yeah, I missed work for like a couple of days and and the snow was clearing and I was no, there's ice out there that I can't see and I'm not gonna risk it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a real thing. Black it is, is a real, real thing. And you then will like slip and slide. <laughs> yes, you will. And I, you know, we in the South, we hear these scary stories. I was, oh no, I'm not doing that. So but people live in the snow and go to work and, and do whatever. And I just I just, it's one of the, the great mysteries to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Like waterfalls in the middle of the ocean. It is that level of mystery to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I was like, why didn't he call the hotel? And why didn't he wait for her to come back? And I was like, well, did, did he think that she was going to do something drastic like mm-hmm. uh, a suicide or something there? Or was she going to stay in there until she died? And that's why he went. Um yeah, yeah, I think so too. Because you hear about that uh, a lot. People, older people, they'll go on these long cruises where they know they're not, they probably won't make it off the cruise and they just go there to die. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was like, if I can get the chance just to see her and tell her how I feel in person, even though I won't have much time with her, just having that time with her will be worth it. Aww. Yeah, we do get this grand gesture of love from LL Cool J's character, and that was cool. I would be so pissed if you chose to die in my hotel. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, right. Yeah, I'd, I'd be angry. <laughs> like, it gives man. more character. If I'll you see get... your ass in 500 years. I'm incinerating them both. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get, it gives the character. You get you get ghost. Nice little yeah. ghost hotel. <laughs> Bye. And people people do love a good ghost hotel because people in Savannah love coming to check out um all the Thompson House and all those different places and yeah. Well yeah, I would be pissed. I mean mm-hmm. if you knew that your ass was gonna die and you'd have brought your dead ass in here, yeah, I'd be yeah. angry. Brought your dead ass in here. Yeah, boy, I just hope she got all her money back from these <laughs> If you die in a hotel room, do they still charge your account? Like, right. Yes. Get his debit card out of his pocket, <laughs> and we gonna run these charges. <laughs> right. He was having a good time, huh? Uh-huh. Not having a good time. You thought Charging you just come card. over here? <laughs> you thought you just come over here and die, and we'd have to pay your bill? <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, Yeah, you won't come in my hotel and not pay your bill. Mm -mm. That's funny. That'll learn you. That'll learn you. That'll learn you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. So yeah. Oh man. Um. Ooh, where were we? (laughs) Yeah. Let's. let's... Cool J. Yes, yes, let's wrap wrap this on up because this is the episode. Well, we did we answered a lot of philosophical questions and stuff. Yeah, Maybe did. this is a, a two-parter episode. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So yeah. So we get our couple back together, and um, uh, we get a. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie was where the Matthew Cragen character, he just goes full-blown asshole mm. and calls her out about um, lying to them. He gives a pretty great speech about, uh, you know, you do what you're told and you work and then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, how the hell did I get here? Mm -hmm. I was, mm -hmm. that was, But my thing about it was she never told anyone anything People, nope. everyone there assumed. Mm -hmm. Everyone right. there did their own, was like, oh, well, she's got to be this or she's got to be that. She never told anyone anything. Mm -hmm. She didn't lie to anyone. Said exactly what was going on. Not with her condition, but hey, your story's going to have a, a poor fourth quarter. She mm -hmm. knew that because someone told her that. Mm -hmm. She wasn't in the business. Worked at uh, retail for 10 years. She did. Yep. And <laughs> it was nobody's business of her diagnosis. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I I, thought it was a very sweet um, interaction between her and Gunther, the hotel valet. Um, who she was like, I'll be with you till the end. And I was like, That's, that was sweet. And how everyone like just connected with her and just wanted to be there for her and was sad about knowing she was going to die, but then also excited to learn that she wasn't. And so I, I was like, that's pretty good. Um, you know, just watching how quickly people can come into your life and be touched by the things that you do and say to them. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I did hate, I hate when movies do at the end where they're, at, where they show, what the characters are doing afterwards. I hate that shit. Really? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I like it. Mm, I hate I like that. that. Just let you me don't... just figure it out. Because because usually movies that do this are movies that are they be so outlandish to where you'd be like, what? <laughs> it was funny though. It was funny what happened to some of the people. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, no, just just let me just live and just w live in wonder. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just let me live in, in wonder. But uh, but yeah, so she gets a restaurant and um <clears throat> and meets Emerald and and everything is a okay in Georgia's world. Um, yeah. <laughs> you guys have any? Final thoughts, final questions about um, our film? No, no final thoughts. I thought it was a really good film. Real mm -hmm. cute, real classy. Queen Latifah is a queen. Yeah. yeah. That was really good. Yes. That's my boo. Um, <laughs> well, I guess it's time then for our best, worst, and weirdest. You know, I guess my best would have to be that, you know, she didn't die. Like, <laughs> she lived and don't we love to see it we love to see a living breathing soul I really hope she got all her money back and sued the hell out of the people who gave her that wrong diagnosis mm -hmm. she definitely needed to sue them every first of all sue the department store she worked at mm -hmm. shh, shh. she need to at the very least sue them for all of the times that they broke HIPAA because mm -hmm. Dr. Gupta was not supposed to talk to LL Cool J about 
anything. And even though no. LL Cool J did strong arm him, even still, <laughs> that's, that was a HIPAA violation. And then who sends a damn fax to say, even if it was a misdiagnosis and it was urgent, you still broke HIPAA. You sent a fax without a cover sheet. And you right. sent a fax. Like, so much wrong. <laughs> Does this hotel do not, not have a phone? No. Yeah, it was just so much wrong with the violations <laughs> here. Just <Yeah>. ridiculous. <laughs> I, I feel like the movie had such... Even though it was a lighthearted film... It had all of the substance was in the middle of the film, like where mm -hmm. we, she finds herself and does all this stuff and touches all these people's lives. But the beginning and the ending were just like thrown out there to 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 just kind of encapsulate the, the the substance and just hand it to us. It's like mm -hmm. there was no thought to that beginning, and then the end was like, oh, wrap it up in a nice little bow. You're not gonna die. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, mm -hmm. I didn't mean to interrupt your um best, worst, and weirdest. Go on with your That's your fine. worst. <laughs> My worst was definitely again going back to this underlying Queen Latifah is this big fat one on lean cuisine and watch what she eats and watch what yeah. she wears and she's so heavy. Ah, that was so unnecessary in this. Um. It was just unnecessary. So that's my worst. And my weirdest was definitely the possibility. I just have never in my life seen anyone with a possibilities book in such a manner that has someone's face cut out. Right. It was, that really was totally creeptastic. <laughs> All right, Terrell, what about you? Your best, worst, and weirdest? Uh, best? Uh... Definitely was Queen Latifah. She was the best. Uh, she she really showed uh, why they wanted her as the star of the film. Um, she uh, the worst part was the worst was the beginning of the film. Like you said, it it was real. It was hard to watch at the beginning, but uh, Queen Latifah definitely saved it. And the worst. Of the film would have been or the weird the weird of the film I thought it was weird how uh, people in uh, people in positions of power mm -hmm. were treating how they treat people throughout the film like the supervisor he was a jerk throughout the whole thing for no reason whatsoever um, I thought that was weird the medical lady she uh wasn't very helpful i know you said that that's usually how they treat people because there's nothing they can do but just to pull out like if you have an appeal and she pulls out this super super thick book i'm like nobody's gonna read that <laughs> yeah you're, that's not that's not gonna help that book is not gonna help me you're wasting my time i don't have much time left and you're wasting it right so yeah i i thought that was weird but other than that, I really enjoyed the film. Really enjoyed Queen Latifah. Um, definitely uh, like watching everything that she's in. Yeah, awesome. Um, I would say for me, the best part of the film um, <clears throat> was, um, I have said this before, I, but I love movies where a person 
starts off in the beginning of a film one way and then by the end of the film they're a totally different person mm -hmm. so just watching the trajectory of her character from beginning to end um that's the best part for me i love seeing growth and just watching people discover themselves um even if they're forced into doing it like this character was because you know facing her uh impending death um so that would be the best um and of course Queen Latifah, you know, driving this film that just, I'm, I love her. She's my favorite actress. So, uh, yeah, so that'd be the best. <laughs> um, the worst would be, uh, I wish that the medical stuff was done with a little more respect to the medical field um, because we have a made up disease and we have, um, we have a made-up disease. We have a, a makeshift medical department, and we also have several HIPAA violations. And it's just like, okay, I understand that this is to push the movie along, but it's like sometimes when they when films do that, we understand that why they're doing it. But it's like when they do it, it's like they don't respect the people that work in those professions enough to get things right. And so I just kind of hate watching that on screen. But I mean, I get it. It's a feel-good film, so whatever. And I would say that the weirdest part of the film was watching Queen Latifah's character and LL Cool J's character awkwardly interact in the first parts. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're both just such big personalities like so that was weird but it was a good weird mm -hmm. so um it was good to see them in that you know light but yeah so that is the best worst and weirdest and um <clears throat> yeah so how about we go into what we're binging this week terrell what are you binging this week what are you watching watching um, unfortunately, I am watching... Unfortunately? Uh, yeah, very <laughs> unfortunately, because I stopped watching this show so long ago, and then my wife, uh, she jumped back on it for some unknown reason, and that is Love in Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> oh, yeah, she told me she started watching that, and I must admit it is one of my guilty pleasures but i kind of gave up on it um the season right before tokyo joined which mm -hmm. makes no sense because i absolutely love tokyo um <laughs> i do i love her she's so ratchetly delightful and um but yeah so and i've I been i keep saying i'm gonna go back and watch it but i just haven't yet but so how's that going all the ratchetness in your living room now um, it's overwhelming. <laughs> I can't and I know relate. that is, that is not your jam and I know it. Not at all. I can't relate to any of these, uh, I wouldn't even call them people. I would call them characters because the stuff they do, <laughs> like you would have to be a character to live your life this way. <laughs> it, it, it can't be real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's. I like it. The only one I watch is Atlanta. Um, mm -hmm. And I just like it because 
I'm so country. Like I'll be watching, I'll be, oh, I've been there before. Oh, I know where that is. So I like <laughs> that aspect of the show. Um, but I do like watching it. And I, I used to kind of enjoy black reality shows before they got real dramafied. Mm-hmm. So, because I've watched Real Housewives of Atlanta too. And in the beginning, like, even though there it, it was always heavily scripted and had heavy drama in it, you still saw the lives that they led. Like, yes. with the early people, like, one was writing a book, the other one was like newly married, the other one was single and dating. And like, they showed their lives. And now it's just like two minutes of their lives and then like an hour of them fighting and screaming exactly. yeah yeah. Okay. yeah they they lean too heavily on the drama mm-hmm. like you can live your life without drama it can be an interesting life you can show people what you're doing without right. the added drama because it mm-hmm. seems manufactured it doesn't seem genuine it it really does and i every time i'm like why are they doing this uh because they're i don't know maybe because <laughs> I don't really care for drama. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when they when they participate in it, I'm like, I'm always thinking, because they'll have these like trips that they go on every season. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wouldn't go. <laughs> so I would exactly. be the worst. I would be the worst <laughs> person on a reality show because I'm not going to that. And so. I think they really want that screen time. They mm-hmm. really just like, what can I do to be on screen more because i believe i guess it's the more they're on screen the more they're in the episode the it it helps their pay rate which i understand you want to get paid if you're going to be doing something you want to be known but i wouldn't want to be known for some of the stuff that they end up doing i'm like why would you want to be known as a creep why would you want to be known as this person who can't control themselves every time they're out in public they're fighting why would you want that to be something that is tied to you, to your name? Right, but, right. I yeah, and I guess it's it's for the fame, and I mean, I get it. But then I, I also, when people announce that they're leaving the show, I'm like, good for them. But then they come back, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you so. make it out unscathed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, they usually come come back and so, so right on back. Yeah. All right, y'all. <laughs> this ain't how I live my life. And then you see them a couple of seasons later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, well, uh, what happened? I took some time and I realized that this is how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they <laughs> come back. Um, but yeah, I uh, yeah, it I mm, that's interesting. So so that's what's monopolizing your TV this week. Um, loving hip hop Atlanta. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she did tell me that she started once upon a time. So there's that. Maybe I, I uh, think yeah, I've seen a few episodes with her, but I haven't because I've been gone. Yeah. So she's been watching it without me. Oh, I love I that show. Seen, it's pretty good so so far. What I've seen is it's pretty good. Yeah, I like that they take a a new, it's like a new look at these old fairy tales that we're used to because, and them old fairy tales that we heard as children, they were so vanilla. And it's like, uh, this is not even realistic. That somebody's down to the real, real, the Mm -hmm. nitty gritty, the Hans Christensen 
uh, this is version true. of it. Yeah, they're like, whoa, kids won't. <laughs> you can't just tell this to your kids. You crazy? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Once Upon a Time leans more towards that because, like, it makes no sense. Somebody is named Snow White and everything that they've ever done was just wonderful. And they were the most beautiful person in the world and so beautiful that people were jealous of them and wanted to kill them. It's like, okay, well, all right, okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I I love that show. I've watched that whole series at least like three or four times. Oh, wow. So, okay. mm -hmm, I love it. Um, and you will love Regina on there. She's my favorite. But um, I this week I finally, and brace yourself now. I finally finished the Good Witch. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So I never have to hear of the Good Witch again. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're done. We're good. Y'all finished the Good Witch. I know that's right. I finished the Good Witch, and it's it's great. I I'm I finally free from the clutches that it had around my throat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So and 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 in case you guys were worried, everybody in the town of Middleton is doing well. Uh, never had a doubt. I <laughs> knew. I know you guys were concerned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I finished the Good Witch, and um, I haven't started a new show. I'm debating on whether I'm going to return back to Lost, or if I'm going to start Squid Game, or if I'm going to start Squid you. Game, Squid Game. Squid Game. Oh, you haven't watched Squid Game yet? I haven't watched it yet. I know it's been on my list, and and you guys assigned it as homework, but I have not done it yet. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Okay, but what I did start this this week was um, and I only watched half of it. I got to go back and finish the rest of it today. But um, that movie Passing on Netflix. Have y'all heard about that? Yep. Uh, it does not seem interesting. It is something. Yeah, I'm not interested as much as I now. I don't get me wrong. I love Tess Thompson. I sure do. I, I just, no. I feel like this is one of those movies where I need to read more about it before I finish watching it. I mean, is it not just about someone passing as as someone white or someone black? It, is that not what the movie's it, about? It is about, um, uh, Tessa Thompson's character runs into a childhood friend who she finds out is passing as white. And um, I'm having a hard time following their artistic direction because the entire movie is in black and white. Mm -hmm. And um, and I guess they did that to make it seem old-timey and to make the two main characters seem lighter. But mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because I know that they're black, but they don't look white to me. And I'm like... At all. Like, I, I mean, no, they, they don't. Now, Tessa Thompson's character is not passing so far. I mean, she's not passing. She's married to a black, a black husband. Uh -huh. But the friend that she meets is passing. And I'm like, this lady look black. This don't that's make no I sense. That's what, I yeah, that's what I told my wife. I said, wait, I was like, both of them are black, right? Because mm -hmm. this lady who's supposedly passing does not. She don't <laughs> to look me, white. You can tell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and on, it's not even her. Fooling? 
Yeah, it's not even her skin tone. It's like her mannerisms, her her face. Mm-hmm. Like she has black characteristics, and I'm like, do these white people not see this? Like, or do they see what they want to see? Or I, I'm quite confused. And I will say it's an interesting take on the um, whole passing thing because usually in like old films where we have like a character that's passing and that's like the the um, the premise of the movie, usually the character like when somebody from their childhood meets them, they're like, "I'm not, I'm not black. I don't, you don't know me. I've never seen you before in my life." Like, because mm-hmm. that was how it was in like Imitation of Life and Pinky. But in this movie, this passing movie, the girl who's passing, she meets Tessa Thompson's character who she was friends with in childhood. And she's like fascinated with her blackness. Like, I miss being black. I want to hang out with you all the time because I miss seeing Negroes. And I was like... What? Yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm having a hard time following this. I mean, I'm going to commit because it's an interesting topic but oh wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. so i mean she <laughs> count you out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i it's 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 interesting and i'm like well and i guess she's still trying to keep her cover and she's married to like this super racist dude i'm like if you're gonna pass at least marry somebody <laughs> Who might not kill your ass if you find out? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But this, this dude is like racist. super racist, like racist as fuck, and it's like a lot. It's so I'm gonna finish it. So I'll be back next week with the completed mm-hmm. synopsis. <laughs> yeah, you let us know how that goes for you, sister. Mm-hmm. You could join me on this quest, Kayla. I you know. She said, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uninterested. Mm, I tried, I tried. But yeah, like that. So you don't like race movies? <sighs> Not really. Not my cup of tea. Kayla, what you binging on this week? Um, did you watch Dune? Um, so I started watching Dune, but we were kind of preoccupied with some other things that I'm gonna have to try to give it another watch. Um, because we just weren't paying enough attention to see all the juicy goodness that everyone claimed that Dune was. Um, because what mm. I saw thus far, I was not impressed. So, so people have said it's good. Yeah, I've heard people say that this is like the greatest movie they've seen. They will hour to it like oh god raving raving reviews and like what i saw just did not reviews so i'm definitely going to try to give it another watch yeah it's on it's on my list of like, a ton of shit on my list but it's on my list to watch because <laughs> randall wants to watch it but um i have to be careful with movies like that because mm-hmm. Movies that are their own world, you got to pay attention to it because you got to take in all that world building. Yeah. Like, if it's not like everyday Earth or just it's like all whatever, you got to learn the world and then figure out what's going on. So, I'm going to watch it, you know, because, you know, love and all, but uh, (laughs) right. (laughs) But yeah. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. For bonus content and to learn more about the show, you can head over to sipsandscripts.com.
If you've got a suggestion for a film that you'd like us to talk about, leave us a voicemail and let us know. Or if you have something to add to the conversation or just say hello, leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sips and Scripts. Thanks again and see you next time. Lovely. Great show, everybody. Yay. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. fun.